ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. So today we are recapping season two, episode nine, Three's a Crowd. And the original air date for the episode was October 21st, 2008. My dad's birthday. Happy birthday, John. Oh. <laughs> Um, And the IMDb summary for the episode is Rusty learns a secret about Dale's high school friend. Ashley becomes caught in the middle of a power struggle between Casey and Franny as they pursue a partnership with the Omega Chi's for the upcoming school year. Um, The episode was directed by Sandy Smolin, which is very interesting because he literally directed ABC's series of after school specials. Really? Yes. Wait. Oh my god. ABC. What are you saying? ABC did a series called the ABC's After School Specials, which teach a lesson oh. and were shown like in schools or like af- after school to like, you know, the dangers of drugs or like how to yeah. keep a, make a friend or like Oh my god. I literally thought that you just meant like if there was an episode of an ABC family show that felt like an after school special. No, no, it was a literal series. That's I didn't wait. Have am I the, the last person to find this out in the world that after school special? It, what they were actually, yes, there was actually a show. <laughs> oh my god, I thought it was just a descriptor for like corny shows. Oh no, like, ABC had an after school special, like Full House, very after school, especially like, no, I no. Was, like dramedy <laughs> they took notes after school special they took notes from the after school special but it was it was a type of show a sh- actual show yeah so wow. anyway this person directed which actually when you know that makes so much sense i feel like with this episode yes there is a monologue in this episode that mm-hmm. feels very after school especially just, like when we get to it later like the drug stuff and like the drinking like just like a lot of like the dale and rusty scenes feel like that the seven anyway. seven vibes yeah um so the episode was written by patrick sean smith michael burns and dana calvo we're at the ZBZ house and Ashley walks into her room and Casey's there and it's definitely still tense from the election. Casey's trying to be upbeat and she greets her as Prez, <laughs> like overcompensating for how not okay she is with it. And Ashley immediately calls out how awkward it is. Um, she's like, you know what? I'm going to renounce my resignation and I'm going to appoint you. And Casey's like, well, you can't even do that. But I do get the sense that if she could, Casey would be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it is like, I feel bad for Ashley here because I feel like at the end of the last episode, we talked a little bit about that. Like, it's great that everybody wanted her because they see her as a great leader. But like being the president sounds like like she was having trouble juggling her social chair duties with like her job her part-time job like it kind of makes sense like I would want to resign too I know yeah she didn't even want to be social chair although they do both agree that social chair is more important than presidency um I will say though she's dressing like a president her adorable polka dot set it's giving Jackie 
yeah she looks amazing like she looks like yeah she's totally she's totally fitting the part yeah I would wear that today in November of 2022 easily 100% with like a little Mary Jane platform oh my god so Casey says you can't do that and they go off to the meeting um her first meeting well she also is like okay I guess I'll just take the gavel and then Casey's like oh actually oh right yeah she's they have a very uncomfortable kind of exchange and then she's like well that's in the rule book you know I give it to the next president and then she goes to grab for the rule book and Casey's like yep I and and I'll give that to you at the meeting too (laughs) why was Casey reading it for fun like she was reading it as though it was like a Taylor Jenkins read novel. She was like wistfully reading it. She was like, oh, I'll never get to look at these pages again. Like, slowly thumbing through them. She's acting like if she like holds on to these a little bit longer, like maybe it's not true. It's like keeping your ex-boyfriend's sweatshirt. Like <laughs> you're like, oh, sorry. Uh, you can't yeah. come by and pick up your stuff now. Oh, wait, maybe in two weeks. It's like, no, baby, you're broken up. Yeah. Right. Or like when you're waiting for someone to text you after like what you thought was like a really great third date, and you're just reading through the text thread and you're like, I think if I <laughs> read this again, I'll feel better. <laughs> I think I'll surely get to the bottom of it if I just read this again obsessively. <laughs> <laughs> That's RZBZ handbook. <laughs> now, um, Rusty and Dale are talking about how crazy it is that they only have two weeks left. Um, in the semester and in their dorm together because Rusty is planning on moving into the cursed KT house. Dale is talking about how he's not that stoked about the dorm that he's going to have to be in next year. And Rusty's like, well, why don't you just stay on the honors floor? And he says he can't because his new roommate isn't in the program. And like Rusty immediately takes this personally. And he's like offended that he's already found a new roommate, which you were pretty much supposed to do like the beginning of second semester the year before at our school. Like you kind of had to know who you're living with, which did add a layer of stress for sure. But two weeks out, of course, Dale has a new roommate and how are you going to get offended by it but rusty finds a way he found a way found a way Yay. sorry i know drake bell is um canceled. <laughs> alleged maybe and dan but. schneider oh my god i was talking about the drake bell scandal the other day and someone had no idea that that happened oh my god i was talking about that on saturday as well it was Top on all mind. our minds yeah oh my gosh. Mm. i saw a tiktok and it was this girl. She's like, my parents had no idea when I was 13. Every night I was talking on the phone with Drake Bell. I know. Allegedly. I know. I saw that too. That's so scary. I know. And she was not the only one. Not to change the subject, but going back to the roommate situation, I, I lived at home in college. <laughs> not, to, not to pivot back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> not to pivot back to Greek, but the roommate situation. So I lived at home in college, but since y'all lived on campus was it ever like tense or awkward when you were like deciding who to live with like did it ever become dramatic yes oh see I was like I actually got a really good deal because freshman year I lived alone like I had my own room by some weird act of god I don't know how it happened (laughs) and so when I had to decide like it wasn't going to piss anyone off so I had a roommate that like sophomore year but it was like and then after that it was a very natural progression into like moving off campus so it was never 
a big deal. Nice. I'm guessing you had a different experience. Oh my God. Every year I had drama. Um, well, I mean, the first year I did random. Um, and then we were like friendly, but we weren't close. Like it was very clear, like we weren't going to be rooming together the next year. So no love lost there. Um, and then I had my group of like three other friends who was moving into a suite with the next year. And there was like some drama with who was going to be rooming with who because it was like connecting bathroom and we switched a little bit it was like kind of awkward the way that only 19 year old girls can make it um <laughs> and then the next year I went abroad and then I moved in with Ryan into a truly uninhabitable house when I came back from <laughs> abroad but like truly I was not safe there like but it was not livable so there was drama there. I had to call the campus, moved on campus, but the like available bed on campus, I had a view of the ocean. It was so oh nice. God. I walked out. And then I just went up to, I knew what room I wanted in this, like not sorority house, but a house that a bunch of girls from our sorority lived in for senior year. And yeah. I basically was like I'm gonna take your room when you graduate and she was like okay cool so then I just went and told the other girls who were planning to live there it's like I'm your new roommate (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I was like (laughs) yeah I mean that does seem it feels so because they're like living situations are so sensitive like and I feel like after college it can be even a little bit like you know yeah a little awkward to like discuss but I can only imagine in college it's like because then if you decide not to live with someone you could be like wait maybe I should have or it could like really ruin a friendship I've only oh, really yeah. experienced the latter version of events oh wait but Aaron and I live together <laughs> yeah and it only made us closer so true oh my god <laughs> okay back to back. regularly scheduled programming yeah so Dale already found a roommate and he is saying it's his friend like one of his uh What's it called? Purity Pure- Pledge Brothers Purity from Pledge high Brothers. school. It's Kevin Jonas. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, oh my God. It's the Jonas Brothers. It's all of the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. So it's one of his Purity Pledge Brothers from high school. He is transferring because he has like bad allergies or like whatever weird. He gave like a handful of strange reasons. And Rusty's just like, okay. And he said, oh, by the way, he's visiting this week to do like a dry run or whatever. Get our get our routine down, he says. And Rusty is like, oh, when's he going to get here? And he says he doesn't know when. And they're, they're walking into their dorm room now. And this guy pops out and scares them. And it is Kirk or Kurt. <laughs> it's Kurt. Kurt. Wait, I've written both it, things. I've written both. It's a real Heath Keith situation. I, could, I couldn't tell what they were saying. Yeah. It like okay. It's a, and that's a joke in it. I think yeah. it's Kirk. Kirk. I think Kirk. it's Kirk. I don't even know. It's Kirk or Kurt. It's the friend from a Cinderella story. Yes. Uh, Dan what's Bird. His, yeah. What's his character's name in um, a Cinderella oh, story? Carter. Carter, yeah, it's Carter. I think it's Carter. I actually saw him once in Brooklyn. Oh my god! Yeah, it was so funny. We were like, "Oh my god, that's the guy from Cinderella Story." And then these, this other group of girls totally recognized him too, and you could tell that he, he could tell people were staring at him. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, like it was. I think it's because 
like I I don't know maybe it's just Williamsburg like people were everybody's seen a Cinderella story around here right right um yeah it's a pre-rep but he is he does have a very distinct face shape oh and he's an easy a which mm. is also oh, pretty yeah. famous teen you know rom-com coming of age movie so Rusty is already like this has left a bad taste in his mouth and look I don't think anybody should be jumping out from behind beds and scaring people and that's because I used to do that to my parents when I was younger and they said <laughs> you can't do that to me you're gonna give me a heart attack so don't do that to people I, I learned when I was six I hate a prank I'm sorry yeah. I'm not a prankster I'm not a prank gal oh my god moment not for prank me. culture no yeah culture is just bullying with a smile it's not fun I hate getting pranked but I was when I was a kid I did the same thing I used to like hide in my mom's closet and scare my sisters and scare my parents and even at Whole Foods (laughs) once I did I was waiting behind my so my mom and my sisters were in the bathroom when they were leaving and I thought it was them so I was waiting (laughs) to scare them and it was someone else I was like 13 too like I wasn't like young enough for this to be like appropriate you went full Kirk. I went full Kirk. Full Dan Bird. Oh my God. I love that. There is like, here's the thing about scaring people though. Like <laughs> there is something I find so funny about controlled fear. Like real yeah. fear in a low stakes environment is so funny (laughs) that last it lasts so quickly too then it just releases like a lot of serotonin in your brain (laughs) it's fleeting it's fleeting it's a short high but i think they rusty like goes to like say to introduce himself to kirk kirk kurt whatever and he totally blows him off he just follows dale out of the room he's kind of just like he's like he's silly he's he's giggly he's silly kirk he's so (laughs) weird you know something is up with him but you can't really figure it out right yeah and you're like maybe this is just like purity pledge culture he's a weird guy like Dale is matching the energy yeah so you can't tell if maybe it's just their thing but it's really really weird they're almost like kind of doing like baby voice with each other a little bit yes which is only okay when I do it just kidding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's only not weird if I deem only it like particular situation so now we're at the ZBZ house and Casey is kicking off this meeting um and she's passing the gavel to Ash and she holds on just a few seconds too long she's really clutching at this presidency the girl's not coping what can we say and so Ashley then goes on to announce that you know Friday they booked Dobblers and they're gonna have like a last end of year sisterhood event and Betsy's like hi I'm social chair I actually make that announcement um and Ashley's (laughs) like oh okay like Ashley clearly is having a hard time transitioning from her role Casey's having a hard time transitioning out of any role and then Laura is like uh shouldn't we be talking about next year's rush um and how we need to get them like a Kai pref invite and not dobblers on friday can you imagine seriously yes. can you imagine yeah i know i know there were girls like that 
Oh my God, that sounds so stressful. This is what I wonder. And like, I can't wait to have someone on the show that we can ask about this. Cause like they said, half of the people were in Greek life, but also half of the people that were on the writing staff clearly held positions because this is, this is a meeting that happens. Like this is exactly like the minute details and power struggle of a sorority officers meeting. Like they got it perfectly. The cutting people off, the thinking your like thing is more important, starting this, like Laura basically sparks this like wildfire that then takes over the whole week, even though in reality, like it wasn't the most pressing matter. Yeah. She is something. What is her position? I don't even. She's in charge of scholarship, like study hours. Great. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. Because wasn't she the one a long time ago who announced who couldn't go to the basketball game or something? She's either, yeah, she's either that or she's standards. She could be standards. She's a buzzkill. Yeah. So Ashley is really floundering running this meeting and Franny sees this and I think in an act of somewhat empathetic, she's saying, you know, I can talk to Evan and you will get that invite. And I don't think she's being like totally like manipulative here. I think she's just being like, okay, like it's fine. And also she wants to, the girls to know that she can get it done. But I think she's also like, it's really not a problem. And it does seem like she sees Ashley struggling and is like, oh, this is kind of hard to watch. Let's just put it in. See, I didn't read it like that at all. She, I thought after we get that one scene, I think she had this plan all along. Like she knew Ashley was going to flounder slipped in at the perfect moment I almost think like what if Laura you know got Franny in her ear to bring it up during the meeting I don't know I could see Laura voting for Franny but I do think there was a glimmer of Franny being like this is just hard to watch because it was it was uncomfortable it was it was really hard to watch and Casey steps in and she says it's not necessary like okay but also Ashley doesn't know what to do so maybe just let her do this like if that's what she wants it's a real hard it's a rock and a rock <laughs> yeah the yeah. old could, rock and rock I could definitely emphasize empathize with Ashley here I feel like I've been in situations like that where it's like you're just not 100% sure and like people are around you are like oh no but you have to do this and you're like uh what right like why do I have to decide right now <laughs> I also think and like part of the reason I think they picked Ashley was she's not like super political like that doesn't come easily to her which is a good thing overall is like a trustworthy leader but not good in this kind of situation where you're going to be strong-armed by people with their own agendas yeah you have to you have to be able to like kind of like shut people down or be like no like this is what we're doing yeah, exactly. Just make a decision. Yeah. Okay. So now um, we're at the KT house and Beaver is leading a game of like, would you rather kind of, or like, who would you rather with Helen Mirren and Judy Gench? This sparks a conversation between um, Wade and Beaver. They kind of gang up on Cappy, who's there too. Um, and they accuse him of not being able to handle both of them. And they say, you know, like, you're a serial monogamous. And Cappy freaks. <laughs> and he says, serial monogamous? That's a stone's throw away from the marrying kind. <laughs> <laughs> I 
which like he kind of is he is a serial monogamous and even when he was i, I meant marrying kind oh yeah I mean, be fun whatever sure but also even when he is hooking up with random people he's still like pining after casey's so yeah sure like in theory you're having all these relationships but yeah he's like the guy on the dating profile who's like giving like who's like i'm looking for something serious <laughs> Oh my god, long term. Like in the when they're prompt, when they're prompt, like it's like supposed to be something kind of fun. And they're like, I'm actually looking for something long term. Or yeah, now you can have like it's like what are you looking for as an actual category? And you a, a lot of them say long term, open to shore, and then they add something looking for a real connection. Mm-hmm. Oh my Ready god. Ready to see where it goes, but get serious. Yeah. I kind of used to say something like that. I would kind of be like, I'm looking for something. I was like, I'm open to different things, but I'm, or I would be like, I'm ultimately looking for something long-term, but open to connections and seeing where things go. That's good. That is good. I I don't say anything about that. I'm like, I'm open to compliments. (laughs) You're like, I want to, I would also be like, can we just meet in person? I'm like, I do not want to have this conversation with like the 40th person this week over. Seriously. (laughs) And it's always like the same conversation around your one, like of three prompts. So it's one of three conversations that you can be having. <laughs> <You're so laughs> you know, right. it's just the same three conversations. So anyway, he's all upset that he's inching towards being the marrying kind. He's saying, "I need a threesome." Great, that's exactly what this show needs. Cappy trying to objectify two women at once. So Rusty now walks back into his dorm. He's holding pizza, but Kirk already brought pizza, and um, Rusty is feeling hurt because he and Dale always get pizza. I think it's Friday. They always get pizza together. And Dale was saying, you know, like, oh, I thought you were just busy, you know, doing your KT thing. And Rusty's butt hurt for sure. And then he looks on his bed and half of the chessboard pieces of the chessboard that they have in the room are on Rusty's bed. And he's like, what is this? And Dale is explaining that he's splitting up their belongings and Rusty's like, can I just like have the whole chess board? Like, why do we have to split it up? Dale's like, oh, you're really going to play chess in that house next year, which true. What are you going to do with a chess board in the Cavatow house? And Kurt is in the background, like really savoring the pizza. And he says the pepperoni is fennelicious. He can taste the fennel in it. And the way he says it, it's so off-putting. Yeah. And like, yeah, you can see Dale start to get annoyed. He's like, Kirk is like eating it in such a disgusting way. Yeah, it's like really obnoxious. Yeah, like I'm not sure. Like this actor, he's a really good actor. Like he's definitely making us uncomfortable, but. Yeah, because I love him gross. as Carter. He's so lovable as Carter. I love him as Carter. I love him as the friend in Easy A. Really love his work in general, but. Yeah, this is, I honestly didn't even recognize him at first. I had to literally Google. I was like, I feel like I've seen him before. Because he almost is like unrecognizable in this character. I know. Yeah, he really embodies it. He's going full Tilda. He's going like full feral. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a feral cat in this episode. (laughs) He really is. But yeah, so Dale is definitely starting to notice that he is annoying. 
or like irked in some way. So now Ash asks Casey if she can still just ask Franny for help. And Casey's like, no, you can't let other people tell you what to do. That's not how this works. That's not how you're going to be successful. And then she proceeds to tell her what to do. We don't hear what it is. She says, but here's what you're going to do. And Casey is just like going full puppet master, going full mastermind here. I know. And the way Ashley approaches her too, it's like so vulnerable. She's like, Case, I think we should just ask Franny for help. Yeah, she needs a win. She's like, can't I need to get this bid for the house as president, please? Yeah, Ashley's willing to just swallow her pride. She's like, I will ask Franny. I don't care. Yeah. I think like obviously Casey has her own reasons for not wanting Ashley to accept Franny's help. I don't think she's wrong in like eventually we see that but it's obviously she's being completely controlled by her ego like it's not coming from a place of like genuinely telling Ashley this is a bad idea in the long run it is but you know she's not speaking to her that way she's telling her like what she personally would do to get back at Franny yeah Rusty is basically venting to Calvin about Dale and like the whole situation about him replacing him with Kirk and Calvin Calvin in this episode also is kind of giving a lot of like pretty solid sage advice, I would say. Like he's basically yeah. just say, telling it as it is. He's like, you're jealous of Kirk, but you know, like, you replaced Dale with the Capitals. And he's kind of like, you just need to be nice to, he's, he calls him Kurt in this scene. Well, yeah, he, he can't, and Rusty keeps saying, it's such a stupid name. Like, he can't even, is it Kurt? Is it Kirk? I don't even remember. <laughs> but that's, it is Kirk because Calvin calls him Kurt. <laughs> and I'm sorry, it's also just a ridiculous claim that Rusty's like, our relationship isn't going to change. Like your relationship with your roommate isn't going to change when you're not roommates anymore. Of course it's going to change. Yeah. Come on. And they Someone doesn't work at NASA. They seriously, they weren't really even like friends, really. I mean, they were friendly, but like Rusty was like pretty mean to Dale for a while. Yeah, he's been like on and off mean to him. He's he's hot and he's cold. He's yes and he's no. He's up and he's down. He's in and he's out. Is that one of the lyrics? Yeah, yeah. I think in so. You're out. Yeah. So basically yeah Calvin's like you just need to be nice to him like he's Dale's friend and like it's not going to change anything essentially it's like kind of too late then we're at Dobbler's and Casey and Ash are meeting up with Dino and Evan to talk about prep so Dino kind of like immediately gets up he's gonna go get a drink and then I remember Ashley saying this does she mean she remarks on how like they've transitioned so quickly but like does she mean like with the new like with Dino not being president anymore. Yeah, that's what, I don't know. I I was wondering that too, because I mean, I knew what they meant, but that's like the wording that we always use, like in a sorority was like, okay, they're, they've transitioned, like meaning that they've transitioned out of their position. Oh, interesting. So I was like shocked that they used that language because I feel like that is very specific and I was surprised that they knew to use that. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I guess they kind of use that when you're transitioning in like a legit presidency, like it's the transition, like between two presidencies. So is it bad that I don't even remember Evan becoming the president? It was like a very, he was like, oh, he was running unopposed. 
Got it. Okay. So it wasn't, it was definitely overshadowed by the ZBZ presidency. Yeah. Right. But he said that he was like, oh, everyone thinks that I'm already president. He That's right. Yeah. yeah. So Ashley's basically like, she kind of just like asks him, she's like, you know, when can we expect your prep invite? Like we're kind of, you know, waiting, but maybe if you can give us like a timeline, that would be great. And he's like, you know what, like we're kind of shopping around. Like we've had a lot of interest from other sororities And Casey's like, cut the crap. She basically like cuts in and she's just like, we're not waiting around. And, you know, you need to prep with us. And Evan says like, well, we have to put the house first, you know, like we have to look at like a bunch of different options. And then Casey's kind of like, even though your girlfriend is a ZBZ, Um, So I think Casey's like not completely buying it, but I think she is like definitely freaked out. Ash kind of like lets Casey, like Casey kind of is like, I'm going to make this happen. Like she doesn't really let Ashley communicate. And Evan points this out. Like he points out that she's no longer president just to kind of get under her skin too. Yeah. Which like only makes her more mad. Yeah. It works. (laughs) And then we're at the movie theater and Rusty Dale and Kirk just saw a movie and Kirk wanted to sit in the front row. So like Rusty and Dale are kind of, or Rusty particularly is like unhappy. And Kirk is also like eating this popcorn so aggressively. It's really, really gross. Like if the pizza looked gross, like he's just making this look even worse and um dale goes in to grab his credit card and i think also to get him more popcorn to get kirk more popcorn oh yeah when he runs back in kirk's like get me more popcorn and it's like nasty popcorn yeah it's like nasty expired popcorn or something yeah rusty's like no one eats that here it's probably been sitting in there for five years yeah yeah that was actually really good a really good rusty um but then kirk basically explains to rusty that he's just like high he's been like lit this whole time and he's like hey can you like squirm me some herb this is where the after school special language starts really coming in yeah and rusty's like weirded out (laughs) yeah then this next scene is like so it's the same night and they're back in Rusty and Dale's dorm and Kirk's like hey my phone died can I like borrow your phone Dale which is also weird because like Dale is going to see these text messages on his I phone. know that's what I was thinking <laughs> but Dale's like oh sure he's like want to play like want to play bible boggle and he starts to he start he like tells this trivia question about like Adam and Eve he's like what book is it from and then Kirk's like oh maybe later and then Kirk's like aggressively texting someone and we see that he's texting Rusty like asking for weed and it's he's asking him in like really weird ways he's like can you get me a bud bud or something yeah like he keeps using every like how about some reefer for it it's so, ugh, it's so creepy. Yeah. So then Kirk is getting annoyed with Dale being there and he's like, just needs to confront Rusty. So he just throws Dale's pajamas out the window so that he has to leave the room. And then he asks Rusty for Wait, weed. But then Dale, Dale's like not phased by this. He goes, huh, must be the cotton. My winter flannels never have that problem. <laughs> yeah. He just like believes because Dale also fully believes that Kirk is like, pure like not um you know yeah he doesn't want to see it any other way 
Exactly. So he totally believes that his pajamas just flew out the window. So he he quickly leaves. And then Kirk asks Rusty for weed again and explains that he's on Rumspringa from like being religious. Yeah. <laughs> and Rusty's like, isn't that only for Amish people? And he's like, well, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. And Rusty's like, well, wait a minute. You got kicked out of Bob Jones University. Then Kirk explains that he like basically his parents would only let him go back to school if he went to CRU and roomed with Dale. That's quite uh quite the review of a person. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it was like oof. Also, Bob Jones University. It reminded me of like that school, like Liberty University or whatever, <laughs> that was like super religious and had that big scandal. Oh my god, I don't know about that. I just made a Hulu documentary about it, but. Anyway, it's like a very religious private school. Like, I'm pretty sure they have like very serious dress codes and stuff, I think. I toured a school like that, not for me, but for my older sister when we were, when I was in eighth grade and it was like such a small school. They weren't allowed to have cell phones. They weren't allowed to smoke, drink, like really talk to the opposite gender, except for like during certain times. It was kind of like that, though. It was like very, very Bob Jones University. Bob Jones-esque. I'm sure it's like easy to get kicked out of one of those schools too. Then we're at Capitao and it's this super, super groovy 70s party. It's full boogie nights. And this is basically, they're having the party like for the threesome, right? Yeah, like Rusty or Cappy's trying to set the tone of like 70s, like sexual fluidity. Yeah, he's just like trying to get people in the mood to have a threesome and Rusty's acting like he's never like heard of a decades party before he's like why are we having a 70s party no one was even alive in this house was even alive during the 70s I wasn't even alive during the 80s like okay I mean it's not that weird a 70s party is very like standard it's like a common theme but then we have like a classic like Casey well, Casey walks in and interrupts as Cappy's talking about threesomes. Oh my God. Of course. Yes. And then they have like one of those, it's one of those like chats where they're talking about the same thing, but in different ways. Like Casey's mad about Ashley or she's like, she's jealous of her essentially. And I think she even tells Rusty that. And then Rusty admits that he's jealous of Kirk. So they're going through these sibling parallels and by the end of it, they both come to their own conclusions that they should be more involved. And that obviously is not the correct choice here. Right. They're like, even if it looks like we're being selfish, we're actually doing the right thing. Yeah. Like Casey's like, I got to get involved and save this and help Ashley. And then Rusty's like, I've got to tell Dale, I've got to stop this from happening. Rusty's has lower stakes and I think ultimately wouldn't have been the wrong choice, but of course he's going to approach it in the worst way possible. (laughs) like telling him that like you're going to potentially room with someone that has the complete opposite of all your moral values and might get you in trouble isn't a bad thing to do but the way like he can't handle any situation yeah it's yeah it, it spirals out of control as it often does with rusty and then calvin and ashley are having like a walk and talk about Ashley's presidency he's basically saying like you know you shouldn't rely on Casey so much like you should trust your gut more because she's like I really don't know what I'm doing and 
then she's like, Calvin, I was hoping like you would actually be able to ask the brothers to prep them. You know, like I was hoping you just do one of those things where you kind of just go back and tell them that. And he's like not really buying it or he's kind of like, I don't know if I can do that. She's basically, he's basically saying, I mean, once again, he's offering some good advice. He's just kind of like, you have to make the decisions here. Like it's your presidency. Good for Calvin. I mean, Calvin was struggling the last couple episodes. So glad to see him like coming up with some really logical thoughts here. Just not for his own life. Yeah. He's really good at giving advice, not really good at taking advice or giving it to himself. So this is where Rusty confronts Dale and tells him that Kirk asked for weed and then he quote calls him a serious pothead and Dale's like no 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 there's no way like we both took an oath he's like coming up with all these excuses he's like red eyes allergies (laughs) and um which were also part of the reason that he transferred to CRU but Dale's in denial here fully in denial and even now Kurt's in the bathroom and Dale's like, he's in the bathroom way longer than I remember him usually being in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, he's like uh, fiber problems, probably. Yeah. Like he has an excuse for everything. Rusty goes, he mistook my slippers for bunnies. And Dale goes, they're bunny slippers. It's an easy mistake. Oh, you're right. Oh my God, I loved that quote. Dale always has the lulls. He really, it's a good, it's a good episode for Dale, like in the sense that like, he has so many funny moments in this episode. Yeah. And then we're back at ZBZ house. All the officers are complaining and spiraling about PREF. And they're basically saying like all the other things that are going on that are making them nervous. Like one of the other sororities is doing like the car wash or something. Oh yeah. And I, and Betsy, I think is excited. She's like, oh, I need my car wash. Maybe I should go get it. Yeah. (laughs) This is where Ashley tells Casey that she's like, it's time to talk to Franny. She's like decided because Calvin is like, yeah, it's less of like, she asks her if she can. And now like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And then Casey's like, no, 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 no. I have like, I have the best idea. She goes, it's time to get it on. Yeah. And now she's kind of like, yeah, she's like, I've got this amazing idea. So then we're at the Omega Kai house and like the guys have just woken up. So they're like on the staircase. And then these ZBZs show up in like red bikinis. It's like, yeah, with Omega Kai, like, yeah, the, it's so weird. (laughs) With like Omega Kai posters. Yeah, I think Betsy's one of them and then two unrecognizable gals. And basically they just invite them to watch the boxing match at Dobblers. Yeah, yeah I think they're supposed to look like ring girls, you know, like holding. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Did you ever think it was pay-per-view? Like paper, pay-per-view. like a piece of paper, pay-per-view? When I, I thought that when I was younger. Paper. I think pay-per-view. Paper, like a piece of paper, pay-per-view. Oh, I definitely did I think I definitely did I don't think I ever really even understood what that meant it, but it basically meant you just pay for that one show pay yeah. per view you pay <laughs> per view we know now yes the Greek taught us so much about this <laughs> so Evan then gets back into bed and he's like Franny it's like getting kind of hard to like convince the guys that like we need to shop around because like you know, the ZBZ ring girl act was like so tempting. Basically like Franny's saying, we, we this is kind of where we learn that Franny is behind all of this. 
But also, um, Evan says, like, you know, if we wait long enough, maybe we will decide to go with another surrogate. Yeah, you're right. He's like, if it if we keep holding off like this, like it may not actually work out the way we wanted to. Franny's like, don't worry, like Ashley will cave. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, and because Evan goes like, wow, Casey would never recover if we didn't give the invite. And Franny's like, I would never recover. Yeah, and this is also where there's this like strange quote about her past. Yeah, Yeah, it's prompted because he says, are you sure you don't have any chambers blood in you? Because she's weird thing to say in bed with your girlfriend. I know. And then she goes very sure. And then that's when he's prompts her. He's like, I don't know anything about your family. Yeah. And then she just leaves. She's like, I better get going. Doesn't she say, Wait, I'm not ashamed of my, I'm not ashamed of my dark past. No, I don't think so. I think she just says like, and we'll keep it that way or something. Like she doesn't elaborate at all. And then she's like, I better get going. Yeah. It's very casual and very weird. Like I, I was like, what? Did we actually get a little bit of backstory here? Or no. Yeah. So Franny just kind of leaves and it's weird uh, as per usual with them. And then we're back at the party. So this is so funny. Have you guys ever seen Boogie Nights? No. Mm-mm. So this is totally a reference to Boogie Nights because there's a character in Boogie Nights called Roller Girl. Because oh. it's like a 70s movie. It's it's honestly pretty, I mean, it's pretty good. I watched it like a year ago or so. But there's, it's a little confusing because it's basically just this girl who's always on rollerblades. Roller Girl, like Capitao Roller Girl shows up. And basically this is like the girl that Cappy's supposedly supposed to have a threesome with and he's like did you bring your friend and it's a guy which cappy shuts down i don't know why but yeah you're gonna get picky yeah so um then cappy like tries to like recruit someone else she immediately slaps him because he's already asked her three times yeah and I mean he he really does he really does but it's really fun to see the outfits here like everybody looks really cute in like their 70s garb oh yeah and Calvin and Rusty also look really cute they have these like nice like kind of like big collared shirts very like Harry Styles Calvin's walking around with Rusty and Rusty's showing him like his new room in Cavatow and it is disgusting it looks like Hoarders International like and at that moment too Beaver's like oh wait I found something else we can like put beer in and he empties out a trash can like for them to Rusty Rusty says oh the room is only bad because it belongs to Ferret right now who's the house slob and yeah. that's when Beaver is like, oh, I found something we could put beer in. And it's literally just a full trash can. And Calvin says, if he's the house slob, like, what are you comparing it to? Yeah. Like, what do you need <laughs> to do to be the KT slob? Which is a good point. I would die before living there. <laughs> I would. I don't even know if I'd set foot in there. Oh, my God. Yeah, I need one of those, like, people on TikTok who's, like, a professional cleaner to come in and, like, make a video about it. Oh, Yeah. Those are so like relaxing to watch though. I I was watching one this morning. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) Happy then is asking another girl to join and she slaps him, which once again, deserved. And then we see Lisa Lawson, the return of Lisa Lawson. She looks amazing. Her hair is brown now. I don't know if it was before, but her hair looks fantastic. And her outfit was impeccable. Oh yeah, she looks great. Was that I couldn't tell if that was a wig or not. 
I don't know, but it's brown and her outfit's giving like Sharon Tate vibes. Like it's very like, yeah, I loved it. was like that white and then kind of like a bib top. They really went all in on the theme, which I have to say, like I've never seen at a college party, but I'm glad that they did it. Yeah. I know. And I think it's cute that they even reference like the boogie nights. Like there's something fun about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like how they reference these like older movies. And then so basically Kathy's like remember that conversation we had like uh, at some event like a a couple months ago and she's like oh my god yeah I would love to have a (laughs) three-way like she immediately knows what he's talking about she's like meet me upstairs and then that's when Calvin runs into Heath who has also fully committed he's wearing like one of those like hats yeah they're like mushroom hats yeah like I don't know how to explain this yeah mushroom hat is a good way to describe it I didn't even recognize Heath at first. I thought Calvin had just met like a new guy. And then I was like, oh wait, no, that's Heath. But they agree to be, well, Calvin also tells him he broke up with Michelle and he's like, you know, I like being single. Like, I think I'm actually going to like this. And he's like, yeah, I agree. I feel the same way. And then they decide to be friends, but friends who go to gentlemen's choice together. Is that like friends with benefits? I think that's what they're alluding to. Yeah, I also think, like, neither of them have, like, a ton of gay friends. So yeah. I feel like they, they make a reference to, like, yeah, it's, like, like there's something about, like, there being a lot of straight people around at the party or something like that or, like, in their first Yes, party. there's, like, we're surrounded by a lot of horny straight people. I think that's what he's Yeah, saying. I think that's what they say, something like that. And, I mean, which is true, as we see quickly, because Cappy is continuing to get slapped and that's when Dale walks in and he's like oh great costume but Dale's like this is just my outfit <laughs> and it's really cute like I would totally wear that shirt it's like a red like button up yeah. and then Dale's like Dale sees Rusty and he's like Kirk wanted me to come like he wanted us to make up like through dance he's like <laughs> through the universal like language of dance and Kirk is just like completely high in the background dancing but that's when I'm like does we do that to you because he is not he's like on something other than weed yeah Yeah. seems like he's on hard drugs (laughs) yeah I would go like a shrooms molly route if I was taking a guess like weed is like I would say Dale and Cappy in the beanbag chair right at the engineering party like that vibe them napping together like not going ape shit on the no. Capitol lawn I've yeah. never I've never seen someone who's like smoking weed or like takes an edible and then like start to like have like a ton of energy like that like and like right. moving that quickly and like rapidly right his dance moves are like they're unhinged it's not even just a slow sway you know he's yeah he's taking up a lot of real estate with his dancing maybe they wanted to say that he was on harder drugs but like they weren't allowed to yeah that's possible because he definitely is (laughs) but yeah rusty refuses to apologize because he's rusty and he i mean he is correct at the end of the day he was telling the truth and at that point, it's like, Dale, you might like, come on, look, turn around. Yeah, like open your mind. So then we're at Dobbler's and the girls are waiting on the Omega Kai's. They haven't shown up. Everyone is getting very antsy. 
Laura has a glass of red wine that she's nursing. Can you imagine <laughs> ordering red wine at Dobbler's? They're like all drinking Travis. red wine. Franny has one I, too. Oh, she does. And so <laughs> Franny goes up to Ashley and she's kind of like trying to Jedi mind trick her. She's like, yeah, Evan did say that some of the guys thought the invite was a little bit desperate. And we obviously know that's not true, but Ashley is so stressed at this point. Understandably so. This is her first move as president. So Casey is coming, comes over and tells Ashley, you know, Evan doesn't have that much power, but Ashley's like, I have to talk to Franny. She's made her choice. She's like, I am asking her and she's not going to let Casey talk her out of it again. And Casey is, gets really defensive. She feels like this is Ashley taking Franny's side, which I guess I didn't even think about it like that, but I guess it would feel like that a little bit, but Ashley just like, she's like, I have to trust my gut. She she says, this is a sorority, not the Middle East. I just want peace and a pref invite from the Omega Chi's, which is like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's like, get over it, PC. Like she's doing what she thinks she has to do. Yes. Franny is like dangling this in front of her, but there's no one there. Yeah. I also think though, like it's, it is hard because Casey's not wrong that we know Franny's going to, this isn't the start, right? Or this isn't the end. This is the start of Franny asking for things, expecting things. And she's Casey, despite her personal issues with Franny is seeing where this is going to go. Although it's clouded. That's true. But at the same time, this is also the start of setting a precedent for Ashley just to do whatever Casey said. Oh, totally. So I mean, if I was- like you said, it's a rock and a rock. Like, and, and right now she's standing there. She has all these disappointed girls. And this was Casey's idea at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, if I was her, I would be making the same choice. It, yeah. It's just hard because we do have the foresight, right? Ashley's going to get it over with. She's, she's going to go ask for any. And back at KT, Cappy has found another girl, introduces her to Lisa, but they actually do know one another because Lisa may have slept with this girl's ex-boyfriend. So it's too weird for both of them. Lisa leaves. The new girl is like actually okay with it. She's like, I still want to have a threesome. I want to make my ex-boyfriend jealous. And I think I have a sorority sister that might be into this too. So she's going to go leave to find the sorority sister. But Cappy says, no, stay here. I'll go get her. Like, he doesn't want to risk her leaving. We see Kirk again outside, still thrashing about. And he throws his jacket off of his body and it hits Dale. But there's a flask in the pocket and it falls out. And Dale takes it out and like, is like, oh, what is this? And Rusty smells it and says, this is tequila. And Dale insists, he's like, one of your brothers must have planted it on Kirk. Yeah, because at first he's like, smart, he brought electrolytes. <laughs> oh my God, Dale. Can you imagine that being in your Gatorade container? Yeah, so they're like really going at it. Dale is still insisting that this could not be Kirk's. And they end up like moving out into the street. They're yelling, Dale is holding the flask. They're screaming at each other. And that's when the public safety officer, I believe his name is Huck shows up but then he catches the flask and he asks them for their id and kirk stumbles in and just starts spewing nonsense he's like trying to hypnotize officer huck yeah he's like you don't need their ids yeah again not the side effects of cannabis or alcohol 
No, he's like fully hallucinating. Yeah. And immediately Kirk gets arrested. They just like know he's under the influence. Yeah, he just gets cuffed. So we are back with Cappy and Cappy has found Jeanette, who is the friend. And she is also this recurring character that always needs to go to the bathroom. The girl from the crabs episode and the girl that peed in the house while they were trying to do their garage sale. And I wonder how Rebecca would feel about this because isn't she also Rebecca's bully? I think so. So, Wait, isn't this girl also in that show What I Like About You? Is she she play Amanda's friend? Probably. But when they get into the room, the other friend, Chrissy, is nowhere to be found. And then Jeanette is like, it's fine. I'll go find her. So Cappy has no one yet again. But because he turns her down too, she's like, whatever, let's just hook up. And he won't. Yeah. He has his heart set. So we see the boys in jail and Dale is spinning this immediately. He's like, this is a good thing, Kirk. You can get sober this summer. All me and the Purity Pledge brothers will visit you in rehab and you can come back in the fall refreshed and ready to live together. And Kirk loses his mind. He says, I, he doesn't want to be friends with Dale. He doesn't want to be his roommate. He wants nothing to do with him, basically. And that's when Rusty actually finally sticks up for Dale. He calls Kirk a douche. He says that he has no idea who he's turning his back on. And that's when both Dale and Rusty get their names called and they've been released from, I don't know if it was, I mean, it must've been like campus prison. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that it had bars, though, because I feel like campus, like, where they hold you, it's just kind of like a bench or something. (laughs) So, yeah, Kirk is still stuck in there. Who knows what happens to him, really? So, they have left Kirk in prison. Then, uh, the Omega Kais have finally showed up at Dobbler's, and Casey is sipping a lemon drop, and it is sour. She somewhat rudely tells Ashley, she's like, this was a bad idea, asking for any for help. Now Franny thinks that she's the hero and everybody's like acting like she is. And Casey tells Ashley that because the ZBZs, this was actually very insightful. She says, because the ZBZs base their entire identity on the approval of the Omega Kais, the new president isn't Franny. The new president is actually Evan. And I think that is a very good point. However, she was also the one trying to get that invite. And she was the one who ended the meeting with the Omega Kais in anger because they wouldn't give it to her. And she was the one who sent three girls half naked over there to get it. Yeah. I was confused by this. Like I, I agreed with her. I was like, yes, you're totally right. But I was like, wait, but weren't you also just trying to do this? You just didn't want Franny to do it. Right. And obviously I don't think she's just come to this realization, but as the viewer who has just come to the realization, she's totally right. Evan has so much power over them and it actually is very creepy. It is creepy. Um, So you can tell Ashley is like kind of letting that sink in. Mm -hmm. You can tell she's absorbed what Casey said. The next morning at KT, Cappy wakes up and you see two bodies under the covers in the bed with him. And he's has a hand from the comforter stroking his chest. And he says, who's ready for round two? And two heads poke up out of the comforter and 
it is both Beaver and Wade wearing wigs. I and was they, confused by this. Like, how did say, Cappy, how did Cappy, like, did he just fall asleep and then, like, yeah. forget? Like, I think he was really drunk. Yeah, and Beaver tells Cappy, um, he says, well, these two crazy girls hooked up with Jeremy in his yeah. room, so that's why we ended up in here. It's because the girls ended up going back to Jeremy's room because they, like, got confused by the house. Because it's so dirty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't get your bearings in there. So they slept with Cappy and it's still not entirely clear that they didn't all actually sleep together because Cappy is like, but we just slept. Right. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Beaver says, I think so. And then they all get out of bed. They're going to go get breakfast. And Cappy says to Beaver, Beaver, I really like your PJs. And Beaver says, they floated down from the sky. They're very lightweight, a little bit itchy. Oh my god. Why are second episode that Beaver has woken up in Dale's clothing? Yes. And why are all of Dale's pieces of clothing itchy? Because his pants were itchy that night. That's yeah. why he took them off. It is bottom and then, itch. And then and then Beaver said they're a little bit itchy. I was just gonna say maybe crabs. he's seen the improper detergent. Oh, the, the crabs that Rusty never told him about. It's probably the crabs. Oh my god. Oh, oh also, like, it's funny if they did all have a threesome, like Cappy, Wade and Beaver, like imagine Cappy being like, I turned he turned on a threesome with one guy ends up having a threesome with two guys. Right. So at breakfast, Casey goes up to Ashley and she's going to apologize. But then Betsy cuts her off and she's so excited. She's like, the Omega Kai's are coming by this mo- or this evening to invite us to prep. And Ashley says, actually... The Lambda Sigs are going to stop by so that we can accept their pref invite. Mm-hmm. And everyone is so confused because they're like, we've been waiting for the Omega Kai's. What's going on? And Ashley starts telling a story. She's like, I have a friend and this friend doesn't care what anyone thinks about her. But for some reason, I knew immediately who she was talking about. So I'm interested you to see. seen the show. Yeah. I just didn't remember really this episode, but I guess that part sunk in. And she was like, or have this friend she doesn't care what anyone thinks she's made out with her brother and she has worn a vial of blood around her neck but she's also a philanthropist and she's um, sexy and funny and smart and like is listing all these attributes of this person and everyone is like who is this and she says her name is Angelina and then she says it's Angelina Jolie and Betsy says Angelina Jolie was a ZBZ She's like, no. And then that's when Casey said, I think it's an analogy, which like wasn't super clear. I was so confused. Oh, I thought she was an actor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Betsy. And so um, Ashley says, you know, Angelina used to base her worth on the men that she was with, like Billy Thornton or whatever his name is, Billy Bob. Yeah. And she goes, and after she ditched Billy Bob, she realized she was better on her own and she, you know, could be this full person without men. And now she has this really hot guy and she's also all of these successful and great things. And we need to do that because we're so dependent on the Omega Kai's and we need to stop letting guys define us. And we shouldn't let a bunch of guys tell them what's cool. They should be telling everyone else what's cool. 
And everybody, like, the speech, after the speech is done, the girls seem pretty, like, they're not in their heads. They're pretty on board. Yeah. They seem swayed. And we immediately cut to later that night, and the Omega Kais are doing their creepy little song stressing, walking up to the house, and Betsy runs out of the house. It seems like she could have done some better communication to save face, but she runs out of the house, and she's like, actually... We're turning down your pref invite because of Angelina Jolie. And, and the women are beaming. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, yeah. I love this. They're empowered. They're thrilled. And um, there's one guy in Omega Kai that says, Angelina Jolie is a CBC. <laughs> Wait, did you recognize him? He was on Glee. Yeah. yeah, he was on Glee. Oh my God. He was on Glee and he was, I feel like he's in something else too. Crazy Rich Asians. He's been in a couple of things. I don't remember his name. Yeah, uh, um, he's moderately famous. I feel. Yeah, so that was a pretty good moment. It was. It felt good to watch them do that. And Evan's face. He's shonked. Rusty then catches up to Dale, who's not talking to him. They're back in the dorm rooms, and Dale says, "Well, I need to get used to the sound of my own company because I'm going to be alone a lot now." He doesn't have a friend. He's not going to have Rusty because he's moving into what he calls it, like the heathen den or something. Yeah, inequities or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And Rusty apologizes finally. He's like, you know, I'm sorry for everything that happened with Kirk. And they decide that they're going to go up on the roof because they've already committed a crime that night and they've always wanted to go up onto the roof together. So they run up there and they're looking like over the view of some reason, Ohio has mountains that they're looking up over mm-hmm. and they put their arms around one another. They were going to start singing the fight song. Right. Cause Rusty says we should do something dramatic, like <laughs> sing the school fight song and they, they do don't start, but then they immediately realize they don't know the words. Yeah, I was thinking kiss, kiss. I was thinking I've had that written down. I said, should they kiss? I think they should. It was giving Lizzie McGuire movie at the end. It was. Oh my God, you're so right. The best friends who kiss. Yeah, Yeah. it was very sweet. They gaze out at the view. Rusty says, okay, well, I guess we should put learn the school fight song on the list of things we should do together in our last two weeks. And Dale says, let's just put it on our list of things to do together next year. It's so cute. I'm having like cute aggression thinking about it. It was so sweet. They've come such a long way. Yeah. So wholesome. So then with another pair of best friends, we see Casey helping Ashley pack these gift bags and Ashley is like, you know, Casey kind of congratulates her. She's like, you know, good job. Like you did, you know, you did well. And that was the right choice. And Ashley says she would have felt better if the ditch, the Omega Chi faction hadn't won by only three votes. But Casey says you're up two votes from how you won the presidency, which I think she means to be supportive, but it's a little bit mean. And Casey does call Ashley her president. She says, you're my president and I want to help you. And she promises that everything's going to be good and Ashley's going to get used to it and do a great job. It was very sweet. And she's saying she's feeling better about it every day. Yeah. Yeah. They come to a resolution as well. And so then it's the very end and we see someone bust into a room and it's Evan and the Omega Kai's and they pull back 
the comforter on Calvin's bed and he's in bed with Heath and then he gets abducted for the start of Hell Week. And then we go straight to Rusty's room, who's also rudely awakened by Cappy and the uh, KTs. But he, but Rusty goes, Kirk. Because <laughs> 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 he thinks he's still popping up. So then uh, they abduct Rusty as well. And as they're walking out, Dale goes, hey, Chip, to Cappy. So and Cappy funny. gives him a sweet smile and goes, hey, Dale. Mm-hmm. I guess this did kind of answer a question too about Heath and Calvin being friends with benefits. I guess it's yeah. winners. Um, winners, winners, winners. Calvin, great showing. He was down bad last week. Yeah. He, came back, he came out of the gate strong. Amazing advice. He was like a perfect sounding board for both Ashley and Rusty, the voice mm-hmm. of reason. Thomas? I think my winner is Ashley. I'm going to give it to Hi. her. I yeah. think she struggled at the beginning but I think you know she's a new president I think by the end she really she stuck to her gut and she made the decision she wanted to make yeah she's my president she's totally my president loser losers gotta be Casey yeah Casey's my loser it was hard to watch her this episode I think she was really trying. It wasn't like so much that she was being purposefully vindictive. Not that she knew, at least. Like it was very clear that anything that she was doing was subconscious or just out of like pure jealousy, not even of Ashley, but of the situation. But it was really uncomfortable to to watch her spiral. Yeah, I'm usually team Casey, but this one, it was really hard to be. Yeah. This is where you can start to see how she is related to Rusty. I know. Yeah, they really were on their Cartwright shit this episode. <laughs> yeah, and Casey almost even more so. It was just, yeah. I know. At least I felt like Rusty, like, yes, he was so jealous, but he was kind of, tr- like, he could be seen as saving Dale from a dangerous situation. Yeah, there, there was something, like, good at the end of that. Right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this fun rock. Down. 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 XOXO.